one, go. Hi everybody and welcome to another bonus stage of the Power Drifting podcast. Just me today, it's Mike, bringing you another one of our minor games in the grand pantheon of rallying games. And that will be Dakar 18. Now, the car is a name well-known to rallying fans and motorsports fans around the world. And it's a game which, or rally itself, which tends to be very well-represented in gaming over the years. We had games on the 8-bits, um, on the PS2, had a Paris Dakar rally game as well. And when the car 18 was announced, I felt it was it was a game which could really push the, the latest generation of consoles to its to its fullest. And so I was very excited to finally pick up the game a couple of years ago now when it was released. Um, and it's an interesting one. Not many people have played it. Uh, I think possibly its reputation has not been the greatest. So today we're just going to have a, look, a quick look and my sort of views and opinions on the game. And obviously, as, we, as always, we will give it a score at the end as well, um, which you're all welcome to feedback whether you agree or disagree with my opinion um a little bit about the, the paris dakar rally or the dakar rally um to start with as you may have noticed i already called it the paris dakar rally which is not its official name anymore um the paris dakar rally is a, a long-standing rally which went as its name uh, may point towards from paris in france to dakar in senegal um in the early 2000s i believe uh, there were some issues with some armed terrorist groups um, and so the rally became slightly more dangerous than just having to go over lots of desert so they actually decided to change the venue of the rally i believe they changed the venue within africa a couple of times um, eventually settling on south america uh, more specifically uh, peru argentina so the the west side of, of south america it's a really interesting um fact they've kept the name obviously Dakar is is the capital city of Senegal it's it's not anything to do with South America so it's the brand name has almost taken on its a life of its own as I've said there are other games which have touched on this series before uh, there was a game on the PS2 which I have to say I've never actually played so I don't know what that was actually like but also there was an older game which I think was very much a rally game or racing game which just said it was a Paris Dakar rally and, and basically had a couple of desert stages, I think. But to put you into context of what this game, uh, the Car 18, tried to do, the game came from Big Moon, which I believe is a, a Portuguese developer. Um, not a name I'm familiar with, so whether they were a new developer just for this game, I'm not sure. It does really have a really, really big scale to it. I think that's, that's the word I'm going to use. I'm using that word quite a bit. It also has a great deal of ambition. Now, the concept is that the entire rally is covered, that covers many stages which are not your typical length. And when I say not typical length, I don't only mean in video game form. I mean in, in rallying form. This isn't 25 mile forest trails um, as EWRC championships would have. This is 500 kilometers. This is 400 kilometers. This is long, long stages. Now, the game has gone for a scaled-down version, so that is, rather than having every single kilometre actually be in a kilometre, 
and all of us never been able to finish the game. It scales it down so that each, each stage is a, a more marginal length. It's still, though, really long stages. Some of the stages can take up to an hour to complete. And I think that's a great way of getting across the the marathon style and the stamina and endurance which is needed for this kind of rallying event. So it does that really well, and it scales it down. as all the official cars, bikes, trucks, um, strange buggy off-road things that people with a, a far greater depth of motorsport knowledge than me will will know a lot more about. But on that on that fact, on the on the representing the real life event, it does a really good job. What the game also tries to do is give a sense of personality. Um, you can get out of your car. Um, you can fix the wheels. You can dig yourself out if you get stuck in uh, a, a stream or in some particularly deep mud. And you will need to do this throughout the game. They don't use that as much as they should. And there are other aspects which point towards why the game doesn't have the greatest reputation in the world, which I'll, I'll get onto in a second. But as with, with every every game, it's it's very easy to go through the game and actually look at different parts and see where the good bits are and where the bad bits are. So I want to start off with the, the sort of aesthetic side of stuff, the graphics and the, the audio. Go straight ahead to off track. Cap zero. Sand. 500. Continue straight ahead. Uphill dune. Ruins on the right side. Graphically, it's it's not too bad. Um, I've got quite a low threshold for modern gen games. I, I still think games pretty much reached their their zenith in terms of wowing me with graphics back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And I think that the graphics in here are serviceable. There are some obvious issues. Uh, it's not as high textured as you would possibly want a, a modern racing game to be. But then you are looking at very, very large, very, very long stages. So. That's quite impressive. There's a little bit of slowdown. Um, nothing which will be a killer. Racing games are notorious for having um, real issues if they have slowdown. It's the one thing you don't want in a racing game. But this doesn't have that. It, it doesn't have that degree of slowdown. And when it does, you're usually on a very, very long straight. So it doesn't actually matter a huge amount. At the same time, some of the background details are very, very poorly constructed. Um, whilst the vehicles themselves are lovely, the in-car views look lovely, some of the background details are clearly there just as as filler, I would say, to make the, the game world itself feel a bit deeper and a bit, bit wilder. It's interesting. I don't think it's, it's top-tier graphics by any means, but it's also not a complete eyesore. Audio is an interesting one. Um, if you've played the game, you will probably be expecting me to say the co-driver is insane and that is 100% true. Um, I actually came away from the game feeling the co-driver hated me. I believe he may actually be stalking me at this very moment because he screams at you with a level of hatred and anger that I feel is perhaps a little bit unwarranted. But I think generally it shows the sort of budget side of the game. It's the audio itself is is not great. The the cars the the, the cars and the, the vehicles don't sound amazing. They sound okay, but you're not going to get anything from this which is going to make you think, wow, they've they've really pushed the sound of modern gen consoles to uh, to its fullest. Which I suppose again, you know, in most games, most racing games, it's not really that important to us. We don't really mind too much. But when you've got to have each of these stages for an hour, 
the screaming of the car and the the detail isn't there. So if we, we hark back to something like Dirt um, on the Xbox 360 and, and the PS3, we, the audio was praised because it had so much to it, so much depth to it. Even though sometimes it was very shrieky because obviously it's a car and if you hit a wall at great speed you're going to have a shriek in your ear. It's not going to be a nice soft thud. In this game it feels like it's always at that level, which is a bit disappointing and a bit disconcerting. But aesthetically... It's passable. Um, it's not. It's not top, but it's you know, and it is a full price game when it came out. But it's not a game killer for me. Gameplay is very much what you'd expect. I think it's a long rally style game. There are other cars on the tracks occasionally as well. Some of them will be stuck. Some of them will try. Will get in your way. I say try and get in your way. I don't think they actually try and get anywhere. I think they just do get in your way. The weird thing with the gameplay is the control. The control is is odd. Some of the cars have very, very touchy steering. The physics in the game do they do appear at times to not really match realistic physics, which I suppose to an extent you can understand for a a low say caliber game. It's not a low caliber game, I'm not saying insulting, but a game which hasn't got the highest degree of, of AAA status. But it is very twitchy, and it does feel at times like you are controlling something which shouldn't be controlled. And when you're trying to go for an hour, this is, is really difficult. At the same time, it does keep you on edge. It keeps you really having to be focused. And it is one of the few games I've ever played, rallying or not, where the focus has to be for that entire hour. I felt after every single stage that I had done that stage. So whether they've done that deliberately for the controls, I'm not sure. Some of the other vehicles control in even weirder ways. The motorbikes control um, very haphazardly. The big trucks I feel a lot easier to control, but obviously they're much slower um, and they are far more cumbersome. Is it a game killer for me, the gameplay? I think it's a unintended, an unintended bonus for me to an extent in terms of the fact that it wasn't an easy arcade driving experience. If it had been, I think the game would have lost something. And I will go on to that in a second, but I think because you feel like you are battling these high-powered vehicles at times, I think that might be a that might be a positive. It's a strange positive, but it's a positive. Slow down, or we will miss our mark. Finish speed limit zone. Go, go, go. Straight ahead. Four Ks and one hundred. Stay on track. Let's go. In terms of the longevity of the game and how deep the game is, there are all the stages, which are, are several. There's also some DLCs uh, provided as well, which provide some smaller rallies. I believe those rallies are for rallies which are sort of warm-up rallies for the main event. I have played these as well. They're unremarkable in terms of they are pretty much the same as the main game, but it's nice. Um, there's lots of different options you can do. I think there's some hunting missions as well. So ones where you have the entire map for each stage and you can go around and find certain items. I think there's only a few items per stage which made it slightly redundant. Um, but that is, again, the interesting side to it. There is multiplayer as well. I haven't heard a huge amount of good things about the multiplayer on the game, which is a shame. But I believe that there is multiplayer there. Whether it's still, whether you be able to find anyone who plays it now is unfortunately unlikely, um, either on the Xbox One or PS4. But I suppose it's great that they had that in there as well. Longevity-wise, it's a, it's a long rally. I think the first rally attempt I did took me 11 hours, and I did really feel part of that rally. Now, I, I touched upon slightly earlier on about the fact that 
the unintended benefit or positive to the game from from the controls. It's a really weird thing. If the game had been an easier game to control, if the game had been shorter stages, I don't think the game would have had the character that I would want from the game. This feels like the kind of game which an indie developer. I'm not. I'm not saying the developers of this game are indie developers. I, I don't know enough about the, the developers myself to actually know. But to me, it felt like it's an experiment. It's something which they've they've laid out on the line what they're going to do, and at times it actually does work. It does feel like you're racing a really long, arduous, difficult race. I'll use a comparison. The comparison I'm going to use is it feels a lot like to me playing the game Shenmue. Now, for some of our listeners on our podcast will know what Shenmue is, a great Dreamcast game. And in that game, one of the reasons many people didn't like the game is because it had elements you had to work. You had to work for things. You had to drive a forklift. You had to do certain jobs within the game. And to me, it feels a little bit like that. It feels a little bit like one of those walking simulators. It feels a little bit like one of those, you know, uh, Crane Simulator 2019 or, I don't know, Sheep Herder 2020, whatever, whatever the games are called. It feels like that. It feels like a game which is a, a job, a task. That's not always what I want to play, but occasionally I can enjoy that. I can I can see that. At the same time, I think we have to say the game didn't really succeed at what it wanted to do. It's it is a it's an uncomfortable mess at times. It's a arduous slog at times. If you love the idea and love the idea of an open world racer, a bit like Motocross Madness many years ago, or if you enjoyed the off-road elements of, of Forza Horizon but want a maybe more real-world experience in terms of a motorsport real-world experience, then this will still appear. And they have updated. So when it first came out, there was, it was plagued by bugs. I remember my car developing faults and, and uh, wheels coming off for no reason whatsoever. They, they fixed those. So the patches did come out. I actually have the Xbox One version. When I've played it last, it, it played okay. There's still a couple of bugs. There are a couple of leaderboard bugs. There's a couple of issues where I will run into a rock onto a road, which I didn't see, and my entire car will not explode, but it won't be able to run at all. And then when I try and reset it, it doesn't reset, and things like that. They are still occasionally present, but a lot of the problems they had have gone. Credit to the developer for them. They have gone quiet for the last year, the developers, which is a bit of a shame. But they have, or at least from what I've seen, they've gone quiet. But they have... They've done something with the game. It's difficult to, to say. I, I know people will probably, if they've played the game, you'll listen to this and you think he's going to tear into this game. I sort of like it. There are certain elements of it I do like, and I don't know why. Maybe it's my my open world racing heritage, my open world racing desires to see this kind of game. It's really interesting what it does. It doesn't succeed, um, and for most people, it will be far too arduous. But for me. I sort of liked it, and there are some positive points. Is it worth £50? No, it's not worth £50. Is it worth £10 if you see it? I think so. Even just for a laugh, if you if you do think the game is, is far too over-experimental and, and far too over-ambitious in what it does, it's still interesting. You know, you, you'll delve into some things that will be... You will soon get into the stages, and you'll realise actually you've been playing for several hours when the game probably doesn't deserve it overall, but you still do play it. The... Game is still available, I believe, online. I believe online it is available for full price, which obviously I wouldn't recommend. If you can find it for cheap, though, um, I think it is a game you, you should pick up. And so on to our score, which we do give every game we review. 
I am torn. I want to give it a score which I believe reflects what everyone will feel about the game. But I also want to give it some kind of higher score simply because of the fact I think it does do something for me. I think on a pure on the basis that it is doesn't really work as well as it should do, I will give it a four out of ten. Um, but I think that it's got the potential and if there is a Dakar twenty, I think we all hoped for a Dakar nineteen, but that's now gone. If there is a Dakar twenty or Dakar twenty one if they build on this, I, I do believe that actually we could we could be looking at a, a five, six, seven, eight very, very easily. And I do think that those open-minded listeners, I would say pick it up, give it a go. For a cheap price, it's definitely worth just experiencing what it tries to do. And I rambled on for way longer than I was going to. I did warn Tom I would be talking about Dakar 18 a lot longer than our, our normal length of bonus stage episodes. Um, however, I think I do have covered everything I wanted to cover. Catch us on our next special stage episode and keep listening for our bonus stage episodes. We have plenty coming up. Uh, we have 30 years of, 40 years of rally games to cover. So uh, we will see you again, or I will see you again. <laughs>